to Coffee with comedian Jamie Jackson. Not really. Hello, good evening, welcome to the Evening Almanac with comedian Jamie Jackson. But I just happen to be having a coffee. It is cold. I've put the heating on. It's eight degrees, but it doesn't feel like eight degrees. I think it's because it's been sunny for a while. So you acclimatise to the sun and then spring strips it right back. So it's so cold, I put the heating on. Even though the heating costs like a zillion pounds right now, I've decided I'm not going to be cold. So the heating is on. And a soup is being made on the stove. Very homely, say. I'm even wearing, seriously, a knitted jumper. Like a thick cable knit style kind of jumper i don't think it's cable knit but you know i'm i'm a, and it's not even a jumper it's a cardigan i am a picture of homeliness anyway i want to well i want to talk about aging but very quickly elon musk has bought twitter this is hilarious absolutely brilliant that's all i've got to say about that i lied i've got more to say about it the fact that he's gone and bought Twitter is just one of the biggest trolls of all time. It's superb. And people are all upset about it. They're all going on about how it's going to become some kind of hive of right-wing activity. That it's going to mean, you know, it's going to mean bullying and pylons. Have you, have you been on Twitter for the last decade? It can't get any worse. It's like putting shit on shit. It, you know, it is what it is. If anything, I think it's probably going to get better. It's not going to start being so politically bent towards um, one viewpoint. I think it's going to be probably more free speech. And I know there's lots of people out there who don't like free speech. Oh, I don't like free speech. I don't want to hear words. But, um, you know, I think uh, Elon Musk is probably going to do something good about it. uh, Here's my prediction. I actually think he's going to realise it's an unmanageable beast and he will sell it further down the line. He's going to, like, plump it up and then sell it further down the line. I don't think he wants that hassle. He just bought it because he was like, lol, I can do this. He's the richest man in the world, or maybe the second richest. Him and Bezos sitting in a tree, B-U-M-M-I-N-G, or whatever they're doing in that tree. So that's why he's bought it. Anyway, I was actually going to talk about ageing because I'm telling you something. Now, this is health aside. I'm not talking about health. Uh, you know, I'm grateful every day for the health I have. Um, my health's been a little bit up and down over the years. And I love being healthy. If I get up and I don't feel ill or I'm not ill or I'm not suffering th- through something, then I'm just like, right, today's a good day. That That is my baseline. I don't take... Uh, any kind of uh, good health for granted. But I want to talk about looks and ageing because my forehead is expanding quicker than Elon Musk's fucking portfolio. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to do. My hair is just falling out of my head, but it's just at the front. It's probably not at the front. It's probably everywhere, but it's most noticeable at the front. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not emergency levels of hair loss. But it's enough to kind of, for someone who used to know me, to meet up with me and go, oh, his hair's changed. Oh, he's got a little bit. And also, I can't take a good selfie anymore. I am convinced my nose has got bigger. And apparently your nose does continue growing. So I think the answer is nose job. And and also hair transplant. And my face is looking saggier. So maybe some form of Botox or facelift. I, like, I, I essentially need rich cosmetic surgeons to come in and 
and sort my fucking face out. I'm, yeah. It's a confidence thing, I think, as well. And part of me is like, hey, just age. Age however you want to age. Here's a coffee sip. It's boiling hot and it's black coffee, right? So I have to sip it like that. And, you know, part of me is just like, just let it all go to rack and ruin and fucking age how you want. It doesn't really matter. But it's all right for people to believe that when they're not the ones losing their hair or looking significantly older. I'm not feeling older. I'm not feeling older by any means. I'm I'm actually feeling stronger and more energetic than probably, probably any time since I was a teen. And when I was a teen, I wasn't fucking enthusiastic about anything and driven. So I, I, I feel on the money with that. But my looks-wise, face-wise, fucking hell, it's getting worse. I don't know what to do about it. And it's, I know what will happen if I ask anybody, which is basically why I haven't. Everyone will come up with the same answer that they come up with when you ask them if they're okay with their career and their life choices. Yeah, mate, yeah. No, I'm cool with it, yeah. Are you all right turning 40? Yeah, don't worry about it, yeah. Just a number, innit? Age is just a number. That's all you're going to get. Do you like your job? Yeah, love it. Oh, I love my job, yeah, yeah. Do you have a good relationship? Yeah, I've got a great relationship. And then they get divorced, like, you know... They're fucking, or, or they're going through a divorce, but you don't realise. It's like... I, like I, I don't mind people not wanting to bear their soul, but it's like... I found when I was younger, I would go to people with issues and be like, this, uh, this, you know, this thing bothers me, this thing ails me, this thing vexes me, this thing is, is, is playing on my mind. And you, you want to speak to people about it and get some kind of sympathy. But instead, they use that as an opportunity to kind of big themselves up, to make themselves feel better in the light of your suffering. Do you see? F- friends do this, everyone does this. People, people do this with uh, unconsciously so you'll say i've got this problem how how do you feel about it and they're like yeah nice i'm cool about it i'm cool about it whilst their life is falling apart and it's funny people leave relationships and they leave jobs and then they change things up and only then do they admit that 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 those things were not great and then it's like you told me they were great you you painted the picture that they were great this didn't come out of the blue you were just lying and I've learned a lot of, of long ago that people do just lie <laughs> about how their life is going. And that's fine. That's their prerogative. But when you kind of come to them with open, on knees, open palmed going, you know, please take some of this burden mentally that I'm suffering from. Can you help me? And they're like, no, mate, everything's fine. My life's fucking brilliant. I love my shit fucking middle management job and my fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like... They don't, so if I ask anyone, how do you feel about ageing? How do you feel about your looks? Fine, mate. Yeah, what? Great. It's all I'll ever get. It's all I'll ever get. So instead, I'm just going to say it to you on the podcast and you can't reply. I don't want to hear your lies about how fucking great you feel about ageing. Just a number, mate. It's just a number. Whatever. Don't want to hear it. Which is why this is a one-way conversation. And that is the the beauty and appeal of podcasts. See you on the next pod.
Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Evening Almanac. It is the uh, evening, uh, but it's still light because it's summer and so I'm on a dog walk and the birds are singing as they are coming home to roost, much like the consequences of your actions. Come on! So, I am uh, superstitious, right? I'm a superstitious man, I've been thinking about this. I don't believe in superstition but I'm definitely a superstitious man. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm scared of them. I don't believe in the devil, but I'm scared of him. I don't believe that it's unlucky to not throw soap over your, over your shoulder and, uh, you know, black cats and under ladders and... I mean, well, under ladders is a practical one, isn't it? Like, don't walk under a ladder, it's unlucky, because someone might fucking drop something on you. But I am superstitious and I hate it. And I do think it's part of my residual OCD. Intrusive thoughts and thoughts that just bug you. I call it in my, in my head like red flags. Like something's red flagged and I have to do something to correct that red flag to put it down. It's like, what the fuck? I'm mental. I think that's the politically correct term. Fucking off your box, mate. I think that. And the worst thing is my boy... He's definitely the same personality as me, which is good in some ways because I can help him with his own anxieties. But also, uh, it means he's stuck with how I think and I know that I'm off my box mental. Uh, it's very difficult. I'm very ocd um, And I'm not OCD as in like, I must have a picture straight on my wall. I'm OCD as in... I had a, a very debilitating OCD at university. Late teenage years in university. Developed it from taking mushrooms. Magic mushrooms, that is. Not like, you know, button mushrooms with butter. It, it was, uh, I took magic mushrooms a couple of times and, oh boy, did that release a lot of shit. A mentally unstable 17-year-old who'd just been dumped, who's going through, like, you know, f- an alcoholic family... And I'd been cutting myself and uh, with a knife uh, for months and, uh, yeah, <laughs> decided to take mushrooms as if I was mentally prepared for that. It was like opening, opening the fucking gates and it all just flooded through. And it took me years and years to close those gates. And then, uh, and then I had therapy and then they opened again, but at least that was manageable. You know, that was like one in, one out. Whereas you take mushrooms, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, so um, an OC, a hard OCD developed from that. And it's just, uh, it's just crazy how the, the human mind works. And uh, I had rampant anxiety for uh, years as well. Panic attacks for a long period of time. But then after they subsided, just GAD. Oh, God, general, general anxiety disorder. Um, anyway, this isn't about me, it's more about my boy, but I can see that he's got those things. And one of the things is I want him to grow up um, without the chaos that I had, because I think it only exacerbates how you think and feel. And also, my personality comes from my mum, not my dad. And so my dad, who was like, a, a, not a role model, like an anti-role model, really, but he was an influence in my life. And he didn't understand anything I was going through. He was just basically like... I remember he said 
uh, when my OCD was really bad and I was using tissues to open, uh, to turn on lights and things like that. And I remember he knocked on the front door once and I couldn't let him in because I couldn't find any tissue to open the door. And Anyway, and then he was all like, oh, it's all, this is all just attention. You've just made it all up for attention, which is, what you know, great parenting there, parenting 101. Anyway, uh, so the poor, my poor boy stuck with my kind of craziness and... Uh, the, the school uh, is much more... It's very funny. When I was young, I was just a little shit. But the school that he goes through is picking up a, a lot on, on his behaviour. And, his, you know, his inability to change and his bursts of anger and things like that. And uh, if you look it up, it's, it's, it's some Asperger's uh, symptoms, but he's not Asperger's. Uh, uh, definitely not, because it also he doesn't have any of the others other Asperger's symptoms, but he's um, got all the symptoms of ADHD. <laughs> and I've discussed before, so do I. And um, part of me is like, ah, oh, this mental health thing in society, it all goes a bit far, but I think it's good, it's good to understand yourself and it's good, I'm glad that there is more awareness and labels on things now. Because whilst labels can be bad, and I would say, don't ever label yourself with anything technically it's it use it more as a mental framework to go right this is how i am inclined therefore i need to work out how to battle against it you know to know thyself and be aware of it is um a way to get over it the poor boy is basically you know i'm not normal (laughs) i'm not normal and every girlfriend i've had is like yeah you're not normal and I know I'm not, and that's fine. I don't want to be normal in a way. I, you know, I'm happy to be me, but it's also everyone needs to work out how to be their happiest version of themselves, not um, bullied by crazy thoughts and anxieties and depressions and uh, compulsions. And uh, and being superstitious is just part of it. It really annoys me that I'm fucking superstitious. It really annoys me because the logical part of my brain is like, this is bollocks. But also, I know bullying thoughts. It won't leave me alone unless I, unless I, you know, reset that flag, that red flag. Stop, stop, stop it, red flagging. Which and 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 that'll be some stupid fucking mini routine I have to do. Anyway, that's it. Just some thoughts on um, on being fucking nuts. And when I say nuts, uh, I obviously mean that respectfully. I mean, I mean mental, mate. Because um, I don't, you're not allowed to even say mental anymore. Not allowed. You are allowed, but it's very frowned upon to say mental. But I think I'm talking about myself, so I'll say what the fuck I like. See you on the next pod.